head down. I kind of stepped back for a little bit, and we had to take care of some things at, at our church. Our senior pastors uh, left for the mission field, and so they put other senior pastors in place, and so we were waiting for all of that transition, and we just decided to be a supportive ministry um, until they left, so I endeavored in prayer for them and uh, just made sure some things were handled in the spirit, and so I wanted to devote my time to those things. So that's what I did. Um, and so in all that, I just I just love being here. I love coming down here um, and sharing with you guys the thing that the Lord puts on my heart for you because I, I ask specifically for you. Uh, it's never the same message. I know some evangelists, and I'm expecting to do that at some point, have a, have a really message that, that just keeps developing as you travel and minister that message. But at this point in time, everywhere I go, it's a message for the place. And so, um, so I know this is a message for here, and I'm encouraged to share it with you guys. And um, I just want to uh, just pray for Pastor Sharon for a minute and just honor her because she is the pastor over this fold, over this flock right here. And uh, so we want to do her honor even though she's not here. Um, she's here in spirit, just not in present in body. So Father God, we lift up Pastor Sharon to you. And we pray, Father God, that you just edify her with the peace in the presence of your Holy Spirit at all times. I thank you, Father God, that there is always a good word in her heart and that you exploit that word out of her mouth, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that she does not hold back, she does not shriek back, but she declares the things that you give to her to feed the people with. So we thank you for that. We honor the position of the pastor. Um, not the position, but the, what's a better word for position? Yes. The gift of the pastor. Thank you. Honey, that was perfect. <coughs> we honor the gift of the pastor that resides over the sheep. We thank you for that gift, Father God. We all need pastors above us to, to feed us. And so we thank you for the gift of the pastor, and we receive that, that gifting from her. And we just pray blessing upon her abundantly above all she could dare ask or think, Father God. We thank you for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so, so a couple of those songs were fun, and I was... After the one song, I was like, oh, that must be it, because it kind of hit my message. And so, but it wasn't it. It wasn't time. It wasn't time yet. And so, for new beginnings, the Lord said that this is a time to strengthen those things that you have, because it's time to step up so that you can step in. And I kept thinking, are you sure, Lord, is that what it is? <laughs> and I was asking God, and he says, yeah, it's time to strengthen those things that you have, that you know to do and do them so that you can step up, because God's always about increase. He always wants to increase your faith. He always wants to increase the blessings in your life. He wants to increase the peace within your life. He wants to increase healing and well-being in your life. That's the God that we serve, and that's what he wants to increase in your life. So he wants you to strengthen the things that you know, strengthen the things that you do, so that you can step up, because New Beginnings is coming to a new level, so you can step into the things that he has for this place and for you individually. So in that, I'm going to uh, skim through. I had a pretty big lesson. It's been a while since I taught, so I, I kind of felt this was a stretched out lesson um, because when you don't teach for a little bit, you have it all like built up. <laughs> and then you only have one 20 minutes to share. <laughs> so you're like, okay, this is not gonna fit in 20 minutes. But I wanna share a quick story about Nehemiah Nehemiah was a cupbearer of the king, uh, I think it was Artix, Artixterix, I can't say it correctly. And he was just a cupbearer and he found out that something had happened to his people, to, to the Jewish nation. 
to the land of Israel, to Jerusalem, and he was distraught. And he was just saddened, and he was in front of the king, and the king had never seen him sad before. It was even commented in the book of Nehemiah. And the king said, what's the matter, Nehemiah? And he says, well, it's my heart. My heart's heavy, basically, about what's happening. They've torn down and burnt the wall at Jerusalem, and, and devastation has occurred to my people. And so the king said, well, what do you want? And Nebuchadnezzar, or Nebuchadnezzar, excuse me, Nehemiah said, I want to go, I want to go and help reconstruct what needs to take place. And so God is telling new beginnings that it's time to reconstruct. It's time to build up. Um, there's just been some things that have happened. I don't, and I don't know if it's within the body. Um, I don't know if it's like you guys in general, if it's within all the community. Uh, but there have been some things that the enemy has come and brought destruction to. It is time to rebuild. It's time. There's been a good foundation laid for you guys. You guys know you are victorious. You guys know who you are in Christ Jesus. The pastor preaches that. She feeds that to you. And it's time to build up and strengthen. It's time to build up. It's time to strengthen those things to build up and increase and bring increase back into the kingdom of God. So in all this, um, you know, I'm just going to hit my highlights of my notes. Nehemiah, in chapter 1, it says, you know what, I think I'll just skim. Wow, thank you, Jesus. I am going to skim because I turned right to it. Wow, like Nehemiah 1, like right there. Okay, we are definitely, I'm going to hit my highlights. <laughs> the raiment that returned from captivity is there in the providence, enduring great affliction and reproach. So the people here have endured great affliction and a reproach. The walls of Jerusalem remain broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these words, this is Nehemiah, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. Then I fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and I said, I beseech you, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I now pray before you day and night for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not obeyed the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which you have commanded your servant Moses. Please remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, if, if, you behave unfaithfully, then I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are under the farthest parts of the heavens, I will gather them from there and bring them back to the place where I have chosen to establish my name. God has chosen to establish his name at New Beginnings. He is bringing back the inhabitants of this community back into his covenant agreement. And so it is time for you guys to build. It is time for you guys to strengthen. It is time for you guys to step in to the things that God has for this place, for this season. This is a new year. It is time. I And that this is going to keep coming out of my mouth, I think. I'm assuming now <laughs> that's going to keep coming out. So in verse 10, I believe it is. Let me look in. Verse 11, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, O Lord, I implore you, let your ears be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayers of your servants who delight to rever your name. And let your servant prosper this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, which was the king. 
So I'm going to jump down to chapter 2 in verse 8. The king granted me these things because the good hand of my God was upon me. So the king said, go and do all that's set in your heart. And the reason why the king said that is because the good hand of my God was upon me. And I want to tell New Beginnings that the good hand of your God is upon you. Amen. Amen? Amen. So you will have favor. You'll have favor Amen. among yes. the kings. I know that you guys are under a tribal. I, I probably won't say that correctly because I don't know all of it. But I know you guys are under a certain government. You will have favor with the government because the good hand of the Lord is upon you. You need to make your request known. Amen. 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 You need to ask Amen. the pastor, what is the vision for this church? And then she's going to tell you what the vision is. And then you guys are going to approach people and be able to get the vision going for this church. It is time to strengthen things to so you can step up, so you can step in to what God has for these people here. It's big. It's, it's more than any of us can, one person can do together. Poor Nehemiah was completely by himself. You could look at him as a pastor. I looked at him when I was reading all this for you guys. I looked at him as the pastor of what was happening. So he went and he arrived in Jerusalem and then he rose up and he looked around the whole valley of Jerusalem. He went to all the gates and inspecting all the broken down uh, pieces and the burned gates. And um, it also says in here in verse 16, it says, I had not yet told it to the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or to any others who would not do the work. So there's a people who are going to do the work, and there's a people who are not going to do the work. And I'm telling you guys, you guys are the people who are here to do the work. It's you guys who do the work. The body of Christ does the work for the ministry. The pastor prepares the vision from God, feeds it to the people, writes it down sometimes. Uh, I think it's Hezekiah, Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision down and make it plain so that he who has it may run with it. So it's time. Vision is coming. She's going to be launching vision. I just, I know it by the spirit. I haven't talked to her. Um, but there are things coming and, and people have got to come up and step into position. You have to strengthen that what you know to do. If you're a teacher, you need to strengthen on teaching. If you are a greeter, you need to strengthen your greeting. If you are on worship, you need to strengthen your worship. If you are a prayer team or you're somebody who sent home and prays for everybody here, you need to strengthen your prayer time with the Lord. It's time to strengthen the things that you are doing so that you guys can step up and step into the things that God has for you. You guys can run with the vision. So through all this, um, let me just skim through again. So people are going to come against you. Nehemiah had tons of people coming against him. Uh, chapter 2, verse 9. When I came to the governors of the providence beyond the river, I gave them the king's letter. He also sent with me the commanders of the foot was sent with me commanders of foot and horse soldiers. So this is Nehemiah, and he got people to go with him. When Sandoval, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite, subordinate, heard this, it deeply grieved them that there was a man coming to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. There is going to be a people who are grieved that you are seeking the welfare of the kingdom of God. 
They're not going to be happy about it. They will come against you. But again, the good favor of God rests upon new beginnings and the people who attend service here. Amen. They're going to be curious. They're going to say things about you. They're going to have a, a negative word. And what did the one song say? It said that I uh, praise before my enemies. I can't think of it right this second. I sing a hallelujah. Yes, louder than my enemies, louder than the unbelief. You just sing hallelujah when they come against you. That's what you got to do. You got to bring the praise out. And you got to say, no, because my God said we will do this. My God said this is what we're going to do. When it comes from the pastoral's mouth, that is a word from God, and it will be done. It will be done. But she can't do it alone. She cannot do it alone. New beginnings strengthen your hands, your heart, your word for the good work that God has called this people to, to build the kingdom here and to expand its borders. People in the community will laugh <laughs> and mock you, but your answer is, oh, look at verse 20. What chapter is that? Chapter 2, verse 20. Let's see what that says. I am skipping through. I'm sorry. Then answered I them and said to them, The God of heaven, he will enable us to prosper. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. Amen? Amen. That's what your answer is going to be. Amen. Amen. That's got to be your answer. So write that one down because that's your answer when people are going to come against you. And they're going to say, it was Nehemiah 220. 2.20. Then they answered them and said to them, The God of heaven, he will enable new beginnings to prosper. Therefore, you, his servants, will arise and build. You will arise and build. Believe the best and speak well of them. Even if they come against you, in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48, it tells us to speak well of people. To bless those who hurt us. To pray for those who spitefully use us and come against us. So that's what you're going to do. That's going to be your response as well. You're going to speak well of them. Well, they don't understand and that's okay. I bless them anyway. I pray blessing on their lives. That one day they will see. Right? You speak blessing over them. Okay? So that's going to be your response as well. Okay? This is a work. And when it comes time to work, is work wonderful? I mean, who really wants to work? I mean, really. Nobody really wants to work, right? Wouldn't we all? We are creatures. We are naturally sluggards, if you read Proverbs. We're all sluggards. Okay? We like to sit around and eat our chips and watch our favorite TV shows. That's what we really like to do. We have our warm, comfy jammies or whatever. If we feel like going swimming, whatever, right? We are creatures of comfort. And the work of the Lord is not comfortable. You have to be willing You've got to desire it. You've got to hunger it. You've got to thirst after it. You've got to know that you're part of a greater, bigger cause. And it's to cause this community to come into covenant with Jesus Christ. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yes. It is at hand. It's always been at hand. It, but now it's like it's almost rising up and out of us. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it's time to bring the people in. The harvest has always been ready. Jesus even said, lift up your eyes. The harvest is ready now. It's white. It's already ready to go. 
how much greater of a harvest do we have now? I feel, me, I feel like we've, you know, if you don't get the harvest in time of wheat, it falls and it dies. That's what happens to wheat if you don't harvest it in time. And so when he was talking about wheat, it makes a white milky look. And so, and the shell is hard and it has to be picked just at the right time. And I really, my heart grieves because I think sometimes that we, we didn't, we didn't harvest fast enough or we didn't harvest somebody soon enough. And maybe they won't ever come. I don't, I honestly don't know. God knows. I don't know. But I, my job is to harvest. <laughs> your job is to harvest. We've got to harvest the people. These are your people. This is your community. This is where you harvest. I harvest where I live in my community, the people I'm around. And I want to harvest those people because I want everybody to come into the covenant of God. And he wants everybody to come. He wants them too. They're his reward. They're his due reward for the sufferings that he went through. But believe and speak the best of everybody. Your adversary works on fear. Let's look at chapter 6. We're still in Nehemiah chapter 6. I have 1 through 16. Okay. When Sandoval, Tobiah, Geshman... The Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there was not a gap in it, though at that time I had not erected the doors on the gates. Sandoval, the Geshman, sent to me, saying, Come that we might meet together in one of the villages in the plan of Onah. But they planned to do evil to me. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, so I am not able to come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Four more times they sent for me like this, but I answered them the same way. Sandoval sent to me, excuse me, Sandoval sent the same request a fifth time by his servant, but the letter was open in his hand, and this is what was written in it. It is reported among the nations, and Geshman confirms it, that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. So here's an interesting thing. When they sent letters, by people they were runners way back when okay so they had people who ran that's where marathon running actually kind of came about so the king would write a letter they put it in the messenger's hand and the messenger would run to either the next community that where there was a fresh runner and they would continue on or he made it all the way it all depends on how far the distance was but it was always sealed with the kings and nobody ever read it nobody ever opened it right but this one was open it was open to stir strife and division. It was open to stir up gossip and untruths because he wrote something that wasn't true. You're going to rebel against the king. That's not true. The king sent him. He was a king's cupbearer. He honored the king. He, he, the king said, what do you want? He says, well, I want to go do this. And the king said, okay. So now the king and everybody's going to start chitter-chatting because they read the open letter. And they're going to say, oh, he's going to rebel. He's going to rebel. And then the king's going to hear it. The king's going to get mad. Right? So it's all a fear-based. It's all a fear thing. And so people can be trickery. They're, man, hmm, just be mindful. Be mindful. Don't believe everything that somebody outside of these walls say. Well, I heard so-and-so say blah, blah, blah. Nope, nope, that's not the vision. I know my pastor's heart. Her heart is way better than that. My pastor would never say or think such a thing about somebody else. Do not let somebody rise up against your pastor and say she's doing something disrespectful or dishonorable against the tribe because she won't that's not in jesus's heart so therefore it's not in her heart Amen. okay so but people will try 
So he works off of fear. And how are you going to answer the fear? What's verse 20? The God of heaven, he will enable us to prosper. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. And that's how you're going to answer the fear. I'm not going to worry about that. There's no way. There's no way. Um, it's not going to happen, and God will prosper us. It'll be okay. Whatever happens, God's got it. He's going to prosper us. We will rise up, and we will continue to build. We will continue to build. All right, I just have a couple of minutes. Nehemiah went through some struggles. Um, he was tired. I want to go to verse 7 really quick, though, or chapter 7, verse 1. Nehemiah was tired, but he continued the work. Oh, here's another fearful statement. Uh, chapter 6, verse 12. Then I perceived and saw that God had not sent this messenger, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalot had hired him. He was hired for this reason that I might become fearful, act accordingly, and sin. Then they would have an evil report by which they could reproach me. Don't let anybody get you so stirred up that you're going to sin. And then they can have a valid evil report. Right? Man, control it. Control that flesh and just keep it good towards other people. And if you have to grieve and complain, sit with your pastor and say, this is what they said. And then she's going to tell you, God's going to prosper us. It's going to be okay. God's going to prosper us. It's going to be okay. Amen? So I want to look really quickly about strengthening what you have. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, and the assistant of Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. So now get up and cross over the Jordan and all this people to the land that I am giving to the children of Israel. There's a land that God is giving to the children of new beginnings. There is a people that God is here for. He's here for a reason, to gather them into this community. I have given you every place that the sole of your foot shall tread. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites, and to the Mediterranean Sea, toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand against new beginnings all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall provide the land that I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance before this people. Be strong and be very courageous. God says be strong and be very courageous. Do it. Go after it. It may look impossible. It may look fearful. God says, be strong and be courageous and take care of business. Do it. Do it. Do the work that he's called New Beginnings to. Do the work. It takes a people to do the work. Pastor cannot do it all. It takes a people. And the pastor will appoint worship teams and ushers and greeters and governments and, and administrations. And the pastor appoints these things because God tells her who to appoint. She doesn't just willy-nilly, I'm going to pick that person. 
And tell, I'll tell you what, God doesn't pick the perfect, the perfect person. The person that looks perfectly qualified is probably not the person. God picks the people who look unqualified. That's who he picks. He picks people who are like, I've done awful, terrible things in my life. I mean, I, me, I was, I was awful. You guys heard my story. You know, it was, I was terrible. I was a terrible, terrible person. And yet God has picked the simple things to confound the wise, right? The people who think that they got it all together. Nobody's got it all together. God has it all together, and then he helps us, and he equips each one of us individually to do something. So it's always the weak ones, and it's, it's usually the ones who are who just... <coughs> what the devil means for harm, God will turn for your good and his glory. Amen. And that's the fact, Jack. There is nothing about that. The devil always comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He takes love and burns you. Right? He takes all the good things away from you. He takes family away from you. He takes children away from you. He takes spouses away from you. He takes money away from you. He takes health away from you. If it looks like destruction, if it looks like no good, it's the devil at work. But God can bring restoration to anything and all things. Anything and all things. And what the devil meant to bring you down, to tear you down so that you never come back up again. Because he doesn't want you to. He doesn't want your testimony out there. He doesn't want you to say, I was this and now I'm his. I was this and he brought me out of that and made me this. He does not want you to declare that out of your mouth. He doesn't. But God, God will turn what that devil did. And I know you're not supposed to get all fleshy wound up because we have authority over him. But gosh, he ticks me off. You know, he just does. He just ticks me off sometimes. But we've got to strengthen these things. We've got to know if it's destruction, it's of the enemy. And God will take those things that the devil meant to absolutely, utterly destroy you. Destroy means to completely unravel. To completely unwind so it can never be put back together again. That's what unravel me or destroys means. To completely annihilate so it can never even look the way it was before. But here's a funny. <laughs> God, he can do anything. He can make you look better than you were before. He won't even make you the same that you were before either. He'll say, you know what? Good. You know what? Let's leave that old man there and let's come be a new person over here. Let me show you what I can make of you. Let me show you how I can heal you. Let me show you how I can love you. That's what Jesus says, and that's what he'll do. And so everything that the devil meant to destroy you, to keep you down, to keep you under, to keep you shame-based, God will say, you know what? Let's leave all that stuff over there, and I'm going to make you new, and I'm going to give it a testimony in your mouth so you can help edify somebody else and bring them out of that dirt and bring them out of that disgust things. That's what God wants to do for you. God is it. He is it. He is it. He is. He is. You just give him a chance. 
Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <coughs> Glory to God. God is so good. He really is good. So Proverbs 24. Let's go to Proverbs 24 real quick. Because I have got to get you guys going here. Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs. So I think I wrote down the wrong, the wrong uh, Joshua. I think I wanted um, Joshua 8. Um, meditate on the word day and night. So then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. I believe that's Joshua 8. Um, I think I wrote down the wrong one. But Proverbs 24, I'm still not there. Did you guys all beat me there? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you guys are on your cell phones? Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. It says, through wisdom is a house built. By understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant things. So wisdom will come, understanding will come, and knowledge has to come. And then when all those things come, precious and pleasant, then all the rooms or all your hearts will be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. That's the goodness of God. That's faith, it's patience, it's peace, it's loving, it's it's comfort, it's joy. All those things will come into the room. So you've got to seek after knowledge. Knowledge in the word, knowledge of God. You've got to seek after wisdom, wisdom in the word, the wisdom of God. You've got to seek after those things. And then as those things come to you, it will start filling your heart with the goodness of God. And then those other things will be rooted out. The shame and the things like that will be rooted out. How do you do that? You do that by reading the word regularly. You do that by praying. You do that by attending church. You do that by study. So you stay in those things to obtain knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And then all the hearts in your room, or all the rooms in your heart, all the hearts in your room, all the room in your heart will be filled with the goodness of God. Amen. Because nothing else will be able to get in there. Yeah. Amen. You'll be so full of the good things of God. But you got to get them in there so he can fill it. If you, if you don't put them in there, he, he, he can't, he's a gentleman. So he, he can't do anything. He's not going to force you to do anything. If he could force you, everybody in the world would be saved right now. This wouldn't be an issue. We wouldn't be here preaching. We'd be in heaven. Everybody would be saved. It is free will based. You have to do it. And he'll do it as you are able. He doesn't just rip your heart open. I think I shared with you guys before. I spent hours crying in prayer. Hours. I mean hours. Every week, four hours, I'd be crying to God. It's not fair. It's not fair. This isn't right. This hurts. This sucks. This, this. On and on and on. Hours. And it was like three years. Three years. You know, it takes time. The devil had, let's see, I was 20, 23, 30. I was in my 30s when I got saved. So the devil had 30 years of havoc in my life. 30 years of destruction in my life that, I, that had to get out. 30 years of all the sorrows and the regrets and the, the just the icky stuff of the world. And so it took that much time for God, but I had to let it happen. And he couldn't just come in and rip my whole heart out and rebuild it because he gave us emotions. He gave us a soul, right? So we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. So he gave us these things. And so he deals with pieces at a time. Okay, so let God deal with a piece at a time. Just give him a piece. Give him a piece and watch him restore the piece. Then you'll trust him to give him another piece. Then before you know it, all your heart is full again. 
because he's in it. And he's healed it. He did it. Not anybody else. Not me, not the preacher. The Holy Spirit. He did it. Give it to him. So amen. So you guys have to strengthen those things. So remain in the word. Read it daily. Speak it always. Even in adversity. Ponder it in your heart. In your soul. And allow it to establish your life. I'm going to say that again. Remain in the word. Read it daily. Speak it always, even in adversity. When it doesn't look like the word is happening, you, you declare the word is happening regardless of what it looks like. That's called stand in faith. You just stand. Ponder it in your soul. Think about it. Think about the word. And allow it to establish your life. Be established on the word of God. Be established in the things of God. That is where your strength will come. And you will step up and step in to the things that God has for you and for new beginnings. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's what I got for you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm excited for you guys. Amen. Well, let's, I just want to pray over you guys. And then do you want to just divine nature that every heart is healed by your Holy Spirit?